Good morning. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm very happy to be here with you this morning. Um, I believe that the Lord has a very powerful word that He wants to speak to each of us today. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, this morning my heart is very heavy um, with everything happening in our nation right now. Um, last night I even just spoke to my friend um, just casually. And um, we were just talking about how it's funny how everything's happening at the same time. He mentioned to me, you know, oh, COVID-19 and, and all this racism. Isn't it weird that these are happening at the same time? And actually, you know what I said to him? I said, actually, I don't think it's very strange, actually. And I said to him, because I feel like what's happening is that when there's pressure and people feel stressed or people don't feel comfortable any longer, when people go through difficulty, what's actually really in their heart starts to come out. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was this ugly truth that all this racism that's coming out now, it's always been there, unfortunately. It's just hasn't come to the surface. You know, when everyone's happy and doing well, there's no reason to, to cause trouble. But the moment that things start to become stressful or you fear, or you fear that you don't have enough or you fear that your own safety that's when it gets real, you know, when the rubber hits the road, when push comes to shove. And, and I saw all the ugliness of mankind. I saw all the ugliness of sin. And so I sat and I prayed and I prayed. And it was funny, last night I was sleeping. I don't know if, I think it was raining because when I woke up, it was, the ground was wet. So I don't think I made this up. And I was trying to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. And I heard rain all night. And I could hear thunder like the rumbling of thunder. And I could feel just the, the angst of God, just his displeasure. I could hear it in the thunder. And so I asked the Lord, Lord, what would you have me say? And I feel like what the Lord wants to do today is he wants us to hear his voice. And I get asked this all the time. How do I hear the voice of God? How do I know he's talking? How do I know if it's me or if it's him? How do I know if it's really from him? How do I know if it's not from the enemy? How do I hear these voices? Or if someone else is speaking on behalf of God, how do I know if they are speaking what God is really saying? And I really wanna to go to that place today because I feel like right now in this very critical moment, we need to be very careful at the voices that we're listening to. You know, if you've been with us, you know that we just wrapped up our series called Not Today, Satan. And do you realize that every scheme of the enemy is a lie? He's called the father of lies. And every one of his attacks is just a different kind of lie or a different type of lie that comes from another angle, whether it's accusation, whether it's discouragement, whether it's be becoming an adversary against you, whether it's talking about how God is not who he says he is, talking about who you are or who you are not. It's all different forms of lies. And I thought to myself, Lord, how can we truly fight against the scheme of the enemy? And the Lord said to me, when you know my voice, when you know the truth, then you can discern the right voices. And it says, Jesus talked about this in John chapter 10. He talked about being the good shepherd. And he said this, he says, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. This 
is what I believe God wants for us today, to be sheep that know our shepherd's voice. Not when a hired hand comes in, not when a wolf comes in, not when somebody else comes in and calls out to us and tries to trick us and say, come this way, come this way, do this, do this, say this, say this. I believe God is saying in this critical moment, what you choose to say and do in response to everything that's happening, listen to my voice. And that was my one prayer, and I hope it's your prayer too. Lord, whatever I do, whatever I do to respond, I want to do it with you. I want to go where you go. I want to say what you say. And so I believe today the Lord wants to show us how we can really hear his voice. So I hope you're ready for that. And so I'm going to give you the first step and it's going to be a big drum roll, and it's going to be the thing you never expected. So here, here's the biggest one, all right? Here's how you hear the voice of God. You have to read the Bible. And I know, and I can feel it right now in the air. I know like half of you are just rolling your eyes because you're like, Jeremy, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to tell me I got to read the Bible, and you're just going to tell me I got to memorize more scripture because it's the word of God. I understand. Can I tell you that I feel like because of the accessibility and the familiarity of the Bible, we've lost sight of how powerful it really is. We've lost sight of the gravity of what it really holds. We lost sight of how wonderful it really is because it's so easy for us to have it. It's so easy for us to read it. And we, 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 we miss completely what it's about. You, you've heard it so much. You know, the funny thing about our age is that we, ha we know so much information. I, 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 I bet you that today the average Christian probably can quote more scripture just because they've heard it or because they can search for it on Google. But do you know the weight of the words? Do you know the weight of what is being said? Do you understand the gravity of its meaning? And I think that's what we're missing. And I feel like if we're talking about spiritual battle with the enemy. A lot of us, I feel like the average Christian treats the Bible like one of three things. <laughs> I feel like the first thing is we think it's a dictionary. <laughs> like, like, like you only open it when you want to know an answer. Like, oh, I wonder what this means. Like, oh, I wonder what fasting's about. Or, oh, I wonder what worship's about. Or, oh, I wonder like what Jesus has to say about this. So it's like, like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a dictionary or like an encyclopedia. Like you only look for it and you look to the index to try to find what it's saying about a topic. But you don't see it more than that. It's just information that you need to know about something. Or maybe another group of you feel like it's like this semi-real fairy tale. Like you kind of believe it. You know, you, you know the word of God is inspired. And you believe that it's true. And there's all these great miracles. But there's that part of you that's like, what does that have to do with me? Does that really hold any weight for me today? So it's like, it's real, but it's not really real. And you're living in this weird tension where you want to believe that it's real, but you can't get yourself to really believe that for you, these words still hold meaning. And then there's a third group of you that I feel like you're trying as hard as, hard as you can to wield the word. You're trying to be a good steward of it. You're trying to really, you know, hold it in high regard, but you just 
don't feel like you're getting a lot out of it when you read it. And I totally understand. You feel like it's really dry. Can I be honest? You feel like it's really boring or you feel like it's really hard to understand. And so when you're trying to wield it, you're like, yeah, Jeremy, I know you're telling me it's the word of God and I know you're trying to tell me that it's this really powerful, powerful thing that God has given to us. But I feel like when it's in my hand, I feel like it's just like, it's not, I don't feel like it's like a sword. I feel like it's like, this little dagger. <laughs> I feel like it's like this little like paring knife that's used to cut fruit. Like I don't feel like when I hold it, it does anything. And I want to tell you, I understand. And so I feel like for all of us, we have these different experiences with the Bible. But can I just tell you something? I want to tell you how powerful the Bible is. You know, if, if we're talking about just that analogy of like weaponry, you know, the funny thing is that when we see the Bible, we think it's like this outdated or like really like impractical or not useful thing. But it's really funny because in reality, if you're going into a sword fight, it's like you walked into a room and there's all these different arms you can grab and there's a bazooka sitting on the table. The Bible is a bazooka that you're going to bring to a sword fight. And you're looking around, you're looking around, and it's like, oh, here's the Bible. You can fight the enemy. You can fight the devil with, with, with you can fight the devil in this sword fight with a bazooka. And you look at it and it's called the Bible. And you're like, yeah, you put it down. And you're like, I'm going to look for something else. It's like, what? Do you guys realize the Bible, the word of God is so powerful that when you wield it correctly and you understand it and you've eaten it and you've practiced it and you know how to handle it because you've let it speak to you, it's the most powerful thing. And I, wanna, and I, and I, and I, and I don't just want to tell you that. I want to explain to you why. So we're going to get into that real quick. I'm going to give you three really quick reasons why this Bible is a bazooka <laughs> that you bring to a sword fight. It's not even fair. It's not even on the same level as any other weapon that we use against the enemy, against the, against the forces of darkness. And the first is words carry as much weight as the speaker. I'm going to say that one more time. Our words in general carry as much weight as the speaker as the author. And I want you to understand something. This author, he is the living God. You have to remember that. This is no ordinary book because it is not written by an ordinary author. These are not just words that a man just wrote on pen and paper. These are words from the almighty God, the living God, the most powerful, powerful being ever to exist. And we lose sight of that. That when you hold this book in your hand, it's so much more than ink and paper. It's so much more than the thoughts of a man. These are the thoughts of God. I want you to sit and think for a moment and feel the gravity of that. All words are not equal. <laughs> all books are not equal. All authors are not equal. Let me just give you a quick, let me just give you a quick, really funny analogy. If, you're, if, if I see you and I'm walking down the street, and you're getting beaten up in the schoolyard, and I say, I'm gonna save you, and Chuck Norris is standing next to me, and Chuck Norris says, I'm gonna save you, whose words hold more weight? I'm gonna say Chuck Norris is probably gonna hold more weight when he says, I can save you. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not the same. The words don't carry the same weight. But when we, as Western Christians, read a book, we treat the Bible like it's any other textbook. <laughs> like, oh, it's just information. I'm just reading another book. We lose the reverence for who is speaking. These words carry so much more weight. And the second reason 
that they carry more weight is that when God speaks, it's not just information. It's actually creation. Do you feel the weight of that? When God speaks something, he's not just telling you. It's actually doing what he's saying. It's not just words to describe. It's words that accomplish. Do you guys feel the weight of that? He doesn't just tell you, oh, this is a tree. This is that. When he says something, it actually happens as it's being revealed. So it's revealing and being fulfilled all at the same moment. Because he, because he has the power to do both. I'll give you a really easy example. When God created in the creation account, read very carefully the method by which he created. He spoke to create. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't use his hands. <laughs> he didn't dance. He, 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 he didn't have a ritual. He spoke it. He said, let there be. Let there be light. Let there be an expanse in the sky divided from the waters. Let there be a division between the sea and the dry land. He said, let there be. And there was, there is. Do you guys feel that? If I say, let's have dinner, there's a couple of things that I have to do after I say that to make that happen. I have to go to the grocery store, I have to buy groceries, I have to come back, I have to cut, prepare, I have to marinate, I have to season, I have to get the pan, I have to put the oil in, I have to put the fire on. Do you see all the steps that are needed for me to accomplish what I say I'm trying to do? But when God literally says it, he has the power. His words accomplish at the same time that they describe his words are not like any other word you've ever heard because his words hold so much power that they themselves are fulfilled as they're spoken. Don't miss that, guys. This is not just information on a page. It's fulfillment. It's creation. That's why his word is truth because as it's being spoken, it's becoming reality consistently every time. And the last reason why his word is unlike any other word you've ever heard is because of his faithfulness to his word. Now, if I say something, if I, if, um, I'm just going to use myself as an example because I don't want to pick on anybody. Right? If I tell somebody, hey, you can call me anytime. And I could totally have full intention to do that. I could tell someone, hey, man, I'm here for you. You can call me anytime. I will do my very best to uphold that. But let's say, for instance, I'm just really tired. And even if I don't have my phone on silent, if you call me at four in the morning, there's probably a good percent chance that I won't hear it and get up. And, 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 and I broke my word. I, I, I broke my word, even if it was unintentional. I broke my word. I said, I will be there for you. But there's other extenuating circumstances that even if my intention is true, it compromises my ability to fulfill what I say. But with God... He's not limited by that. God is all-powerful, but also his character. He is fully always faithful. Faithful to himself, but also faithful to you. If he gives you his word, he's faithful to his word. If I tell you, hey, I will never lie to you. I will try my very best to not lie. But can I guarantee that from now on, from, from this point on, from 2020, all the way until I die, I will never tell a lie again. I probably can't guarantee that, just to be honest with you. I might, I, 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 I might, I might bat 99%, I might bat 98%, 97%, 
But do you guys feel that difference? But when God speaks his word, when it's in the Bible, when you read his word, it's 100% all the time. There is no turning. He cannot turn from his own righteousness. He cannot turn from his own character. He cannot turn from his own nature. He cannot turn from his own faithfulness. He never changes. His word never changes. Jesus himself said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Do you guys feel that? That's the difference. So I want you to know that when you pick up the Bible, I want you to remember these things. It's unlike any word you've ever held before. Now I know I didn't help you at all because you're like, well, Jeremy, that's great, but we're talking about how do I hear the voice of God? So I wanna teach you something. I wanna be very practical today too. I wanna teach you one method that's really helped me to realize that when you read the word, it's actually speaking back to you. It's actually active. It's actually still alive. It's still, remember I told you, it's not just telling, but it's creating, that it's not just describing, but it's fulfilling. That means his word is still speaking. Do you guys feel that? Mm. It's not done yet. Mm. If, it's, if something is creating and fulfilling, there's a process. Mm. It's still happening today. Mm. You have to understand that. So there's two truths you must believe before we move forward. The first truth you must believe is that God is speaking every day. He is speaking to you every day. He wants to have a conversation with you every day. Mm. You have to believe that. He's not being distant from you. He's not trying to ignore you. He's not saying, I don't want to speak to you. I'm angry at you. I'm upset. Like, I just don't want to talk. That's not. God wants to speak to you every day. And the second thing you must believe is that God wants to be heard. <laughs> so if he wants to be heard, he gave you the ability to listen. Mm. I want you to really hold on to that. Some people feel like, I'm not spiritual enough to hear God. Only the prophets or, or my pastor or, or these great characters in the Bible can hear God. No, no, no. If God wants to speak to you, he wants to be heard. And if God wants to be heard, he's going to give you the ability to hear him. Do you believe that? He would never set you up or even himself. Isn't that silly that God would want to speak and then not give you the ability to hear him? That's ridiculous. He wants communication. So you have to believe that he's placed it inside of you, the ability to hear him. You have everything you need to hear him between you and the word. And I'll tell you what he gave you. He gave you the Holy Spirit. He gave you the Holy Spirit. If you, if you have Holy Spirit, that spirit resides in you. He speaks to you the words of God. Jesus said, I will send you the counselor. I will send you the spirit of truth. And he will remind you of everything that I have said. He is there purely to help you hear the voice of God. You must believe that. You must believe that. That is the greatest gift that God has given us. And so before you read the word, you must sit and pray. And you must ask the Holy Spirit to come and sit beside you and to help you hear and help you see and help you understand the word, to help you open your eyes and your heart to what God is saying. You must invite the Holy Spirit. It's not on you to figure it out. You must ask the Holy Spirit to help you, okay? And so I'm gonna go through this real quick. It's real easy. When you read 
after you invite the Holy Spirit, when you read, you have to trust me, when you read, suddenly a verse will just pop out at you. It will stop you. You'll, you'll feel like one of many emotions. You might be like amazed at something. You might go, wow, stop. Stop reading right there. You might be puzzled by something. You, you, you might say, huh, I don't get that. Stop reading right there. You might be upset. Oh, what? How could that happen? What, whatever you're feeling, stop reading right there. And read that part again and again and again and again. Because the Holy Spirit is pricking you and saying, right here, right here, this is the treasure. I have something I want to tell you about this. Right here, I'm speaking to you right now. I've stirred your heart. I've stirred your mind. And there's something that I want to give you right now. Don't ignore that feeling. Right when it happens, you must stop. Don't go further. Stop and read that verse, that section, again and again and again. That's where the treasure is. I, I tell you only because I've experienced this. So when I first tried this, the Lord told me to read Psalm 119. If you know Psalm 119, that is the longest psalm ever written. And I said, Lord, I don't want to read Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm ever. But Lord, the Lord said, no, you must read it. So I said, okay, Lord, I'll read it. And so I was reading and reading and reading. And I wasn't getting anything out of it, guys. I'm not going to lie. I was reading and reading and reading. And I got through... Oh my gosh, up to like verse 57. And I was like, Lord, I'm getting nothing. And right when I got to verse 119.57, 57 verses later, it said, the Lord is my portion. I will obey your laws. The word portion just caught my eye. And I said, what? And I said, what does this mean, Lord? I just kept saying it over and over again. I just kept saying, the Lord is my portion. 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 I said, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to speak to me right now? Tell me what you want me to know. Tell me what you want to say because I'm listening. And suddenly, I heard the, the Lord say, portion means I am everything you need. I said, yes, Lord, you're everything that I need. You're everything that I need. And then, a second thing came to me a couple of minutes later. Then the Lord said, that also means, Jeremy, I have given all of myself to you. I have made all of myself available to you. That's what it means that I am your portion. And when I felt the Lord say that to me, that he gave all of himself to me, the second part of that verse made complete sense. I said, yes, Lord. You've given all of yourself to me. I'm going to give all of myself to you. I will obey your commands. I will obey your laws. You've given all of yourself to me. You've given everything that I need to me. Absolutely, God. Do you see how that works, guys? Do you see how the Holy Spirit invites you into the scripture? It's a conversation. It's a conversation. And so I feel like that's where the Lord wants to invite you. But there's one more thing we have to go through. There's one more thing that I feel is going to unlock it, and they work in tandem, and it's meditation. Now, don't, now, now don't get crazy on me, because I know when we say meditation, I know every one of you, the moment I said that, you guys think of Buddhist monks on a mountaintop, cross-legged, sitting under an oak tree, going, hmm. No, that's not what I'm talking about. This is not an Eastern, uh, Eastern practice. No, 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 not at all. Meditation is more of 
not thinking of nothing, because that's what they believe, to clear your mind. It's not that. Meditation is actually to choose one thing to think of and to only think of it. It's to choose God and to block out everything else and give him all of yourself. Now, if you even think of that, how often are any of us only focused on one thing? I don't know about you, but in this fast-paced world, I feel like I'm probably thinking about 15 things at the same time, at any given moment. The art of meditation has been lost. <laughs> this is the secret, guys. When you have a conversation with someone, you give them your undivided attention. That's what meditation is. It's you sitting and saying, Lord, I devote this time to you. I'm gonna clear my mind of everything that is not of you, and I'm gonna give you my full attention. It's the, it's the constant thinking of God over and over and over again. It's called rumination. Rumination is rooted in the Greek word that actually describes what cows or cattle do or goats or sheep when they chew on something over and over and over again. When they eat, they chew and they chew and they chew and they chew and they chew on it over and over again. That's the idea, that we think of God and we think of his word and we chew on it again and again and again and again until it's all that we think about, until it's all that we're thinking about in that moment. And so I wanna challenge you, before you even read the word, to meditate, to sit and to be still. And trust me, it's harder than you think. Because even when I try it, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, it takes me at least 15 minutes like literally, to not think about something else. Like I'll think about like what I'm gonna have for dinner later, I'm gonna think about what I did earlier today, I'm gonna think about what I'm gonna do tomorrow, I'm gonna think about what I need to do after I finish quiet time with God, I'm gonna think about, oh, I, I forgot to do this today, I forgot to do that today, I have to call this person, I have to text this person. It's not as easy as you think. It takes practice. But I wanna teach you something very simple. It's called palms down and palms up. When we do palms down, it means, Lord, I'm putting these things down right now. You sit and you say, Lord, I'm gonna put everything down. That's not you. And, when you, and you just do that. I'll put this down. I put down what I'm worried about. I put down what's on my agenda. I put down what's on my list for tomorrow. I put down what I'm worried about. I put down what I'm consumed with. I put everything down. And when you finally feel that you're at a good place, which might take 15 minutes, you then say, palms up. And that's when you're ready to receive. And you say, Holy Spirit, come, sit beside me. Holy Spirit, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive whatever you want to do. Mm. That's the secret. Mm. And don't read the word until you're in that place mm. where you, God has your full undivided attention. Mm. Then I guarantee you, the word will speak to you like never before. So I want to end with this, guys. Mm. Why is this important? What's at stake? I want to tell you guys, there's so many voices out there today. Mm. And I see so many people get lost because we don't take time to really seek the voice of God that we end up following other voices. Mm. And can I tell you something? This is not a new problem. In, in Jeremiah, he was, called to, he was called to speak to the people of God during a very difficult time. They were being surrounded by the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. Maybe you've heard of him. He's very famous. And he was about to siege and destroy the city of Jerusalem. And the people were trapped. If you don't, if you don't know about a siege, they basically lock you into your own city. 
how, how, how fitting. Shelter in place. It's like siege in place. They basically lock you in. You can't get any water. You can't get any food. They starve you out until you surrender or until they break through the wall and kill everyone inside. And so when this was happening, there were many prophets saying, oh, the Lord is going to save us. The Lord is going to give us victory. Don't worry. There is peace. The Lord is on our side. But you know what, Jeremiah, he had to give a very difficult message. You know what Jeremiah had to say? Jeremiah had to tell him the opposite. Jeremiah actually had to say, no, the Lord has given up this city. And he said, if you want to save your life, you have to go out the gate and surrender yourself to the Babylonians. Then you will be spared. But every person who remains in this city will die. Now, now let's just be honest. If you heard both of these things, what would you think is from God? What would you think is the word of God? Now, I'm not trying to say anything about what's happening today, so I don't want you to miss the point of the story. But the point of the story is that sometimes it's not that easy to just tell. A lot of people feel like they can just wing it. Oh, I'll just wing it. Oh, I'll just, yeah, it'll be obvious which one is God. It's going to be obvious what's God's will. It's going to be obvious who's from God and who's not. I'm telling you, it's not that obvious if you don't listen every day to his voice. It's not that easy. And I want to tell you what the Lord said very clearly because the Lord was very upset at the false prophets. This is what the Lord said. For who among them, he's talking about the false prophets, for who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Do you hear what God is saying? He's saying these people are speaking about me, but they didn't hear my voice. They're speaking for me, but they never sat in my presence. Can I ask you guys today, how many of us are like that? Listen again to what he said. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Do you hear what he's saying? He's inviting you. How do you, do you wanna hear the voice of God? God is telling you exactly how to do it. You must stand in his counsel. You must pay attention. You must meditate. You must read his word. You must see and hear very clearly what he is saying. If you are to know his voice. Guys, don't miss it right now. Don't miss it right now. And I want to end with this. I know I'm like the guy who always talks about prayer. Yeah, okay, yeah, I am. I love prayer. But can I tell you something? I felt like the Lord was wanted, wanted me to tell you guys this word today because these three things that I've taught you work in tandem beautifully. Can I paint this picture for you? This is how we're going to end. I want you to imagine how meditation, reading the word, and prayer work together. I'm going to paint this picture for you because this is how you have true conversation with God. How can you pray when you don't know his own words? How can you pray when you can't hear his voice? How can you pray when you aren't fully focused on him? So this is it. You meditate and you say, God, I came here to see you today. And you listen and you listen and then you hear him and then you read the word and he speaks back to you. And then you're filled with his word then you pray, you pray, and you pray over what he gave to you. You pray over what he spoke to you. You pray over the revelation that he gave you. 
And then you sit and you listen again and God speaks back to you and then you meditate on that verse and you chew on it again and again and again and he's speaking to you again and again and again and then you pray and then you speak back to him and you say, thank you, Lord, for saying that and then you say his words back to him and then he delights in that word and then he speaks another word to you and then you're listening again and again and then you get back into meditation again and again and again. Do you feel that, guys? Do you see how all three work together? It's this beautiful dance. It's like you read the word and then you have it in your heart. Then you meditate on it. Then you speak it. Then you hear it back from God. And then you say it back to him. And then he speaks another word to you. And then you chew on that new word. And it just goes around and around and around and around. That's what God wants for you. It's a never-ending dialogue. He speaks. You listen. You receive. You, do, you, you meditate. Then you speak back to him. Then you, he speaks again. This is what God is inviting us into, guys. If we truly desire to be a people that hear the voice of God, I believe that it's in these three things. And I, and I challenge you this week to begin to use these three together. And I guarantee you, if you do them with all of your heart, you will hear the voice of God. So let us pray. God, we sit before you in this moment. We ask you to come and to sit beside us. We put down everything, God, that is not of you. And we give you our full attention. Lord, we're ready to hear and to listen to anything that you want to say. Would you have your way today, God? Lord, speak to us first before we speak anything to you, before we ask you for anything, before we present our, our, our request to you, God. Would we be more humble than that and say, Lord, you speak first. Holy Spirit, would you unlock the scriptures to us because they're speaking to us today. Even right now, they're speaking to us, God. May we believe with all of our hearts that we have the ability to hear you. We have the ability to hear your voice You've given us everything we need to hear your voice. Holy Spirit, help us hear the voice of God. Holy Spirit, we want to hear you. Holy Spirit, we want you to come and fill us with the words of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you open our ears and open our hearts? Would you allow us to understand? Would you speak the scriptures to us? Would you teach us your way? And Lord, would you speak mightily to us? Teach us to hear your voice. We want to be sheep that only know the shepherd's voice and no other voice, God. May we truly understand with reverence how powerful your word is. Your word is living, creating, breathing, accomplishing. It is truth. <laughs> it's more than descriptive. It is reality. It creates reality. Lord, may we live in that truth. God, thank you for this precious gift. Lord, we desire your voice especially today as your people in this very, very, very heavy time. Lord, we desire to hear you. We're ready to listen. Would you speak now for your people are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.